bringing you all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State. It's the Hive Sports Podcast. Jazz, college football, bees, we got them all. So listen up, because we, 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 we got the buzz. Turn down the buzz! What is up, Utes Nation? Welcome to another Swoop Saturday podcast presented by the Hive Sports. I am your host, Zach Rieger. And guys, this is a special one. Very special, dare I say, even spooky Swoop Saturday episode. And I gotta say, I do love spooky season, but this episode will not apply to that. Because I I definitely will not touch on the horrifying, terrifying, spookiest news facing Utah in the Pac-12 right now, and that is the Pacific Seafood deal. We're not going to talk about that scary news that that is currently haunting us Utes fans. So we're not going to touch about that, but thank you for the Halloween gift, Larry. I I know we really all appreciate that. But instead, (laughs) we're going to be staying positive, as I always try to do for the Swoops Our Day podcast. It's Halloween. It's one of my favorite holidays. And most importantly... Like, we haven't even touched on the main thing. Like, yeah, Halloween's great, but we are now just one Saturday away from Utes football. I cannot wait. It's going to be awesome. So, on this episode, we're going to be talking about the second scrimmage that just happened earlier this week, and then some of the top, you know, former Utes. My, give my top five former Utes in the NFL for this past week. And I know I really want to preview this Arizona game, this week one matchup so badly, but we're both going to have to wait till next Saturday to hear it. I just, I can't do it too early. But that's one of the things I talked about on my very first podcast here is that I was so excited for the season to start because with these Swoop Saturday games, we will give you stuff to listen to like the day of, like the morning of the game, like when you're in that just mood where like it's game day, you're ready to go, you're ready to watch the game, you just want information overload, we will be able to help you that hours before kickoff. So be sure to listen in. We're all very excited for that. I'm going to be giving my takes and my thoughts, my predictions, just a preview. I did a short preview weeks ago, but just it's going to be awesome. <laughs> just I, I cannot wait. I'm losing my words, I'm losing everything, but that's okay because youth football is almost back, and I'm just, I'm just ready, <laughs> to just put it simply, but before I jump into all those topics, uh, be sure to follow The Hive Sports on social media, it's at The Hive Sports, it's simple, it's the same thing, it doesn't change week to week, and you can go ahead and follow me at Zach Rieger 18 zachreger one and let's get into the show. So in the scrimmage, the second scrimmage uh, for the Utes, Coach Whittingham, he he gave his approval, which, which is a good sign. He approved of his team's efforts, and he did say that it was an improvement from the first scrimmage, which we talked about a couple podcasts ago, or actually just one podcast ago. Duh. <laughs> so you like to see that. You like to see you know improvement, growth in su- what was such a weird offseason season. You like seeing that, but there are still many questions that us youth fans are still not sure of, and we still have heading into this season. And of course, the most important question that we want to know 
is who will the starting quarterback be for the Utes in 2020? Well, ladies and gentlemen, as of today, October 31st, happy Halloween, Coach Whittingham has made his decision. He has, and that decision is, wait for it, wait a little more, we don't know. We do not know. He will not tell us. He's going to keep it a secret until game day to have that competitive strategic edge over Arizona, which I get. I get it. I'm a strategist as well. I love anything to do with strategy. I get it. Just frustrating as a fan a little bit. I want my cam rising take to be right. I want to I want to gloat. That's all I want. <laughs> but it's also going to make my preview a little diff- a little difficult on Saturday as well. I'm going to be... You know, I'm going to have to give two previews, so you guys might have to hear my voice for a while next Saturday, but I know you guys will be okay with that. But, yeah, so unfortunately, it probably will have to be another week until we know who it will be. But when it comes to the other positions, like the linebacker spot next to Devin Lloyd, when it comes to running back, when it comes to the secondary, Whittingham has also stayed pretty vague with those, and so I doubt he's going to say anything with those as well. Um, he is saying that he has been limiting the number of competitors, I guess, per position. So it's fewer and fewer people getting those chances. So just like how the quarterbacks now, it was three, then it was two, now it's one. It seems like those other ones are shrinking as well. So he's gaining a little bit better idea of kind of what it is. And I personally think that the running back position especially will be more of a committee to at least start the season. And then maybe once kind of a, one of the guys gets hot, the, they might take over and kind of run the show for the rest of the season. But I think it, starting off, it'll be a pretty decent committee. There's a lot of talented backs on this roster. And I just want to point out there that offensive coordinator Andy Ludwig himself, I mentioned this in my very first article with the Hive Sports, and I said that he has coached 16,000-yard rushers. So that, I mean, that is awesome. He had one last year with Zach Moss. And then he did one time, though, in 2013, he had 2,000-yard rushers in the same season, which was pretty crazy. That was with Wisconsin where he had Melvin Gordon and James White. Lucky that both in the NFL. So it's in the realm of possibility that, you know, who knows, maybe Brumfield and Wilmore will both get to 1,000 yards. So just something to think about, kind of kind of a fun fact. Like, they are going to want to run this ball no matter who is in at quarterback. And the Utes have plenty of talent in the backfield to make that happen. So I don't know who will probably get, who will get the very first snap and officially be the starter, but I think there's going to be multiple multiple guys getting the ball uh you know against Arizona and if the game against Arizona goes how a lot of people are thinking they're going to get a lot more guys a lot more reps especially running the ball running the clock out if Utah gets that early lead so we're going to get to see a lot of running backs I do believe uh next week which is awesome to say being able to say next week so now I want to touch on the top five, my top five, NFL Utes. And coming in at number five, we have the 
Tim Patrick, wide receiver for the Denver Broncos. I've talked about him for a couple couple weeks now, which is pretty cool since, you know, us Utah fans knew about him more than most NFL fans know about the, about him. And now NFL fans are starting to know. Like, he, he got picked up in my fantasy league last week. That was, that was pretty neat uh, after his big game. So this one wasn't quite as big of a game. He didn't hit the 100-yard mark, but he still got three catches for 44, uh, which, which, you know, it, that's a solid game. It was a snow game, so the ball uh, did not get thrown as much, and Drew Locke did not look the part, <laughs> to say the least, and to say nicely. Um, and then next week, he's going to be playing the Chargers, so they're pretty solid defense, pretty solid secondary, but I think the Chargers are the better team, and so I think the Broncos are going to have to throw the ball even more again. And that's where Tim Patrick will come in and hopefully get more than 44 yards next week. Then at number four, I'm going to stick with Tim Patrick's teammate, a guy who I haven't really talked about in a while and I haven't really ranked on a list yet, and that is Garrett Bowles. I've talked about how his fifth-year extension got, like, denied. (laughs) The, The Broncos did not extend him. So he will be a free agent this season, and he is by far playing his best season in the NFL. He's been playing great, so he's played well all season. Want to give him a shout-out, and he played really well against the Chiefs. He has allowed zero sacks this entire season, so that's seven games in. That's pretty impressive, very impressive. Or I guess six because they had the bye week. My apologies. So, yeah, so six games in, zero sacks. Playing against some pretty solid defenses, so shout out to Garrett Bulls right there, making number four on my list. He too will play the Chargers next week, so he he will have Joey Bosa. So not an easy task, but he's done well so far. At number three, I want to go the return, the true return. It's his second game back, but we'll say it's his true return here, and that is Zach Moss. You already know, running back for the Buffalo Bills. Amazing. He went 7 for 47 on the ground, which is just an awesome average yards per carry. That is almost 7 yards per carry. I think it's like 6.7, something like that. Just awesome on the ground. And then he also got three catches for 25 yards. And what really impressed me was that he was on the field on you know third down, getting those passing down works. But then also, as soon as they got inside the red zone, Zach Moss was the back. So he will have a ton of opportunities if they keep giving him the ball or at least having him on the field in those key situations. So I'm very excited for Zach Moss's future, uh, even like this year. I know I've said that before, but uh, definitely now since he's back from the injury and he's pretty much right back where he started. And Devin Singletary's been pretty unimpressive as well. So Zach Moss really gets going. I think he could run away with his backfield, literally. (laughs) And so now at number two, we have Terrell Burgess, safety for the LA Rams. This one, this one's a little bittersweet for me. And that is because he played great. He had four solo tackles. He was having the best game of his young career, but he broke his ankle and will now be out for the year. So just very unfortunate seeing him finally kind of break out, finally start to really be what we all know he can be. And then he 
is out for the year. So, you know, thoughts, prayers out to him uh, and hope for a speedy recovery. And we, I mean, we know who he is. He's going to come back stronger than ever next year. So we're not too worried about that. And he, I mean, he won't be, the Rams will be playing the Dolphins next week. I don't think I said the Zach Moss is playing the Patriots who surprisingly have actually given up pretty good amount of uh, yards through the ground. Um, so, you know, another good chance for Zach Moss there. But anyways, now, now enough for Zach Moss. He had his time. Uh, number one is is Jalen Johnson. He he's on my top five every single week. He just is. It just depends the number. This week he saw some number one. I think last week he was number two for me. He's number one this week. He had two solo tackles, another pass deflection. That's that is ten pass breakups in seven games. Like that that is ridiculous for a first year rookie cornerback that's started right away and he has just been amazing. Like his his cover stats, his yards given up, barely anything you look at, it's all been super positive and it does not look like it's a rookie. If you saw his numbers, you would not think, oh, this guy's only played seven NFL games. Not at all. You would not think that he has just been so good. He has been so good. And next week, he will be playing the New Orleans Saints. The Saints are looking like they're going to have Michael Thomas back tomorrow. So that, that'll that be interesting. But Cal Fuller will most likely be covering him. So Jalen Johnson will get... Um, you know, Emmanuel Sanders or Trey Smith, depending on who's all, who's injured, who's not, uh, on the Saints, because they have a lot of pass catchers that are kind of hurt right now. So, he'll still be tested, but he should be in store for another really good game. And that will do it. I know, after after a lot of long episodes, I, I thought I would give you a little short one, because next week's probably going to be a long one as well with the Arizona game later that day. So I'll, I'll give another, I'll give you a short one. I, I want you guys to enjoy your Halloween. That's really what this is about. So that'll do it. Have a Make sure to have a great rest of your Soup Saturday. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast. Leave five stars. I hope you enjoyed it. And so happy Halloween and go Utes. TheHiveSports.com has all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State, covering prep, college, pro, and church sports. No way, really? Okay, maybe not that last one. If you want to stay in the know about all things Jazz, Cougars, Aggies, and Utes, then this is the site for you. TheHiveSports.com. We may even feature your high school, so check us out today at TheHiveSports.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Check out TheHiveSports.com because we got the buzz.